This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, kids, how's the water? It's full of weed. I can't move my legs. Uh, your arms are free, right? Yeah. yeah. Wave them around. It's fun. you kidding me? This can't be happening. This is Jamie from the Aquaside Company. Clear your water completely. Destroy weeds, algae, and the muck that's preventing you from enjoying your waterfront property. We know your time in the water is precious. We're the Aquaside Company. Call 800-328-9350 or visit Aquaside.com. State permit may be required. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. The game of hockey and the greatest league in the world, uh, you know, the NHL. And, and to, you know, to have a game seven, you hear so many, so many players and, you know, people in general in sports talk about, you know, play, playing and game sevens and the excitement of it. And when you're a kid playing road hockey or, you know, shooting on the net, uh, you know, in your backyard or in front of your garage. I mean, you're, you're always talking about game seven game. Dean Everson, head coach of the Wild, whose offseason began late Friday night. They, of course, lost to the Vegas Golden Knights game seven of their first round series. And welcome in Mackie and Judd fill off, uh, at least for this part of the show today. So it is Judd and Declan. And it is weekend statement time. And Dex, I'm thinking that we should start off with a variety of statements yeah. involving the wild because their season is done. The future looks fairly bright here. Um, but there's definitely an um, an obituary, I guess, to be put together on this team's 2021 campaign. And the dis- the, the loss on Friday, definitely disappointing. I will say this. Pacioretty came back changed a lot of things yes, for it the Golden Knights. Yep. And, you know, it was very interesting on Sunday night to sit down and watch the Avs and Golden Knights oh, start their series. Because I will say this, folks. I caught the first period. Oh, my God. Yeah, if, it, yeah. if you are, that's where you're hoping to get to. You're hoping to get to where the Avs are right now. And when you watch that speed and that roster, and you watch the likes of McKinnon and McCarr and Laniscog and... Uh, Rantanen, I don't know how you stop them right now. Like if they put their, if they're healthy and they're, and they put their mind to beating you, I think the Golden Knights will win a game or two. I think they'll win at least a game. Yeah. But that being said, in a series short of guys being hurt, I don't know how you slow that team down. They are incredible. It is crazy watching these um and by the way the first round playoff series were great i believe i saw a note in my email from nhl pr today because you know we're important people um that i think it was 17 overtimes in round one which was tied for the second most in a in a in a playoff series so uh it was a very entertaining round and look to be honest you can kind of look back at that wild night series and look at all right game one was a lot of fun game two was pretty good yeah game's Three and four were, ugh. Mm-hmm. Game five, I have no idea how you won, right? Or no, sorry, game six. Was it game six I, where they were heavily outshot? I think it was game five. No, five. Game five. Was five. It. And game six they was probably the most, uh, from the Wilds' perspective, the most entertaining and dominant game that they played. Yep. Um, and obviously you have a game seven, and I know the game seven was a little bit um, 
a little obviously disappointing because of what happened. At the same time, uh, to your point of the speed and the skill, it, it, it's it's night and day different. You know, I, I love my Isles, right? I picked my New York Islanders to win, and, and they won their second game. They evened up their series. They're in the second round. But still, even though they play a more defensive sound game, and that's what Barry Trotz does, they still have enough speed and skill up top, Barzell, Nelson, et cetera, mm-hmm. where they can make up for that. And the Wild were a pleasant surprise. I, I saw some pushback from, from our guy Phil Mackey on that, you know, Wild for an unexpected playoff run. And, you know, it wasn't unexpected the Wild were, were to make the playoffs necessarily. I think most most people had them as the last team in in the Honda Western Division. Is that right? Honda, was it the Honda, Honda West? Yeah, I forgot Honda, it was Discover yeah. or Honda. Honda West Division. At the same time, I don't think anyone expected preseason that the Wild would force the second team in the President's Trophy to a Game 7. That is unexpected. That was unexpected. There mm-hmm. was a lot of good success moments uh, looking back on, on this season. And I think that's why uh, weekend statements and basically IE wild statements, which you and I are about to get into, are, are about to be a lot of fun. And, and this is going to be a, a fun little summer. All right. We do it. Let's start. All right, my man. Weekend statements. Declan Goff. You want me to go? You go first. All right. I'll start with my first statement on the wild here. We'll go back and forth for a little bit. And it's, it's this. This is where the fun begins. And if anyone's a Star Wars fan, you probably know I just quoted Anakin Skywalker there at the same time. I don't want to get out my get out my too nerd nerd self in front of me there. Yeah, that was really geeky. But this is where the fun begins for the Minnesota Wild. If you think this last season was fun, which by the way, I think it was great. Kirill Kaprizov came in, dominated. Kevin Fiala was an exciting player. Your goaltending look fixed. Um, basically, for the most part, there wasn't too much of a player who underperformed. Um, in this last year, there's there's cases to be made. I'm not saying it w- wasn't completely absolved, but for the most part, this team had took a great step forward in, in the next chapter. But as we were just alliterating to five minutes ago with the skill and where this league is headed, this is where the fun really begins. What moves does Bill Guerin have up his sleeve? How does he make this team better? Um, you have some big-time contract negotiations to start with Kaprizov, Fiala, and Eck. Uh, there's an expansion draft coming up here in a few weeks where the Wild are going to lose an important player. There's possible trades to be made. This is really going to be a fun summer for the first time, probably, Judge, since the 2012-13 summer when you signed Parise and Suter, when we knew the Wild would most likely be in on those players. Still a surprise when they got them. Mm -hmm. But I would say this is probably going to be the most fun NHL offseason summer in a league, by the way, that is usually not, like, it's fun for a week. You know, like the, like the NBA yeah, is, does it the best. NBA does it the best. Yep. Um, and MLB offseason is, is such a elongated process. That you never really know when it starts and it picks up. Yep. Where th- this is the first time I think I can remember an NHL offseason where I think it's actually going to be pretty sustainable, decent coverage and not just a couple days where, you know, free agency opens and everything quiets back down for six weeks and the boys go back in the golf course. This is going to be a really fun NHL summer uh, for the Minnesota Wild. I like that. And I, I will take your statement, and I oh, will yeah? I will up it okay. by saying the pressure is now on. So 2020, uh, 21 was lots of fun. Unexpected success is always fun. And, yeah, it certainly didn't shock us that the Wild made the playoffs. Um, I think the fact that they were so strong, finished third, and then, to your point, took, the, took one of the best teams in the National Hockey League to seven games in a playoff series – you wouldn't have predicted any of that, I don't think, in training camp. But that being said, the pressure is now on because the expectations in 2022-23 are going to be very, very high, and they should be. Yeah. So, like the whole thing of the whole thing of of 
you know, well, the Wild's a fun team and look at what they did and all of that is going to be replaced by, okay, just just like the Parisi suitor teams eventually became, who is going to now carry you? Like, what are you going to do? I, I don't, if you go to the playoffs, um, I'm sorry, I said 22, uh, 23, 21-22. In 2021-22, if you go to the playoffs and you get ousted in the first round, that's a disappointment. Uh, if you fall flat in the season, that's a disappointment. Correct. There are the, the excuses are gone. Uh, the team has been largely changed, which is fantastic. But this was all a very pleasant sort of like cleansing from the era of the Ninos and the Stalls, who, by the way, had a very good game in Game 7 against Toronto. But guys like Stahl and Zucker and that whole crew, Granlund, they're all gone. And this year felt like the official flushing of that whole thing, where yeah. it was new players. It was players that certainly from afar to us seemed to have good chemistry. That's all fantastic. But these uh, next moves that Garrett is going to make now in the coming months, as you talked about, Dex, and where this is going to go becomes extremely important because we're going to very quickly be past the, that's a feel-good story, mm-hmm. and we're going to be the, to the, hey, can you make a run to the conference finals? Um, and look, it's tough. The Avs are incredibly tough. There's some very good teams. But at some point in time, pretty quickly here, because you got a guy like Kaprizov, you've got to insert yourself in that race, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the pressure, so my statement is off of yours, the pressure is on as well, which hopefully will pay off and will be fun. Actually, um, it's actually really funny you say that because I think this stuff's, you and I got a good little chemistry going here, maybe like Judd's hockey show, Mackie and Judd, maybe it becomes Judd and Declan. I don't know if there's no Phil Mackie here. You know, we, we're, we're just, we're brought <laughs> You're going to well. call him in Seattle and tell him he's yeah, out? I will. I will have to do that. I'll drive, I'll, I'll fly right out there to, hey, I'll have to, I'll have to look him in the eye. And guy sent Can you, you look a, me in the guy eye? guy sent you a cracking uh, t-shirt. Yeah, I, I, I wore it on Saturday. Got a lot of compliments on it. I, I was, saw you yeah. were wearing it on Saturday. I yeah. saw you take a picture. I had a couple, uh, couple margaritas. And Actually, it looked like and, you had uh, a friend take a picture of you. Yeah, I did. I had a friend take a picture of okay, me. Okay, that's I had to do that. Unbelievable. And for the gram, Judd. For the gram. You got to do it for the gram. Uh, next statement dovetails perfect from yours. And actually, this comes from a friend of the show. And I'm going to use his statement because he did a little write-up this morning on the Minnesota Wild. Uh, this is from our friend Greg Wyshynski, formerly the Puck Daddy. Oh, yeah. He did keys of the offseason for all the NHL teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs thus far. And he, you know, did a little postmortem on each team. But he puts realistic expectations for 21 22 under each team. And I'm going to borrow his statement right here because this is his expectation and it, per, it, it goes perfect into what you and I have been saying. Serious cup contender. Serious cup contender. This is not from Judd or myself. This is from Greg Wyshynski. Love it. Serious cup contender. GM Bill Guerin took over a team in 2019 that had good pieces in place and has smartly made it better. Betting on Everson worked. The rile of Kaprizov was a long-awaited game changer. Kevin Fiala continued his maceration to an offensive force, while Joel Erickson-Eck was one of the best NHL defensive forwards. The Wild are one of the league's most exciting new contenders. It's on Guerin to help them continue to shed the veteran contracts that have anchored them and continue to move the franchise forward. I'm tell- that's not a Judd Zolgad write-up. I kind of you could have said that. That sounds more like Judd Zolgad. No, that is from Greg Wyshynski. I like it. He's on right. ESPN.com, who has joined our show before. Serious Cup contenders. How many national people have ever put the Wild as serious Cup contenders? Really, in the last ten years, even with Parisi and Suter here, Judd, I think they were flirting with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think most people ever had them as serious Cup contenders in the Parisi Suter era. 
And that's where this team is heading. Now, he does kind of put a little fail-safe in there. It's on Garen to make that work. Yeah. This core group, by the way, if, if they run it back, they won't run it back, but I'm just I'm using this example. If you ran it back, you kept Dumba, you re-signed Joe Hansen, you, you, just, you kept all the veterans that you signed to one-year deals, that's not going to work. So you need to make a, a big-time splash. And I think the pressure is on Bill Garen. This is the first time, and by the way, he's done a fantastic job. Yep. But the pressure is on them, on him, to make this team a serious cup contender so that is my statement i'm borrowing it from greg serious cup contender but he seems to have a plan though like that's the thing that i like so far his moves make sense so like i i love what he's done and yes they need to address they need to get one if not two centers and and one of them needs to be good okay like you this whole hartman and rask thing has to be done so yes i i think i think that pressure is fair but I think if you went to Bill Guerin right now, he would look at that and say, this is exactly right, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not the pressure is on because you've screwed up and you need to fix this. The pressure's on because, like, you're building something here, right? Okay, that leaves me – that leads me in the – I can pick here. I have one or two statements that perfectly goes with that. Okay. And I'm going to go with this one because it's going to cause you to shed a tear, possibly. Oh, I think I know you're going. Um, the statement is, I'm sorry, Declan. The reason why I am apologizing I, to you I think I know is because I think the more that I look at this and consider it, <sighs> and believe me, I don't love this idea, I know, and I hope it doesn't happen, but yep. you need to prepare yourself, Declan Goff. Yep. Like, you need to be prepared for Kevin Fiala to be dealt in a trade for a center who, by the way, better be damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Wild is going to get one, though, Eichel, which I don't think, but, yet, but you know, Russo wrote that they're at least going to call on Eichel, which I'm sure the rest of the league is doing as well. Sam Reinhart of Buffalo, which yeah. actually we talked about after on Wild Ventline on Friday, which probably makes more sense, but he's a good player. Like, he'll cost you a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, I don't know if you can get around Fiala being a key piece of that deal. I would prefer you don't do this. I don't want him traded, but I'm just telling you, Declan Goff, you need to prepare yourself yeah. for the fact that this could at least have the potential of happening. Yeah, I, I get it. You know, I was just talking to Buddy last last night, too. He was asking me about it and said, asked me the same thing. Would they trade Kevin Fiala? And I said, well, I don't want them to. But it does make an awful lot of sense why he would be the NHL-ready piece to get a big-time center, i.e. Jack Eichel or someone of that nature. Um, yeah, I, I have a tough time parting with essentially who is the second most dynamic player on this team. I'm totally with you. Um, I I do understand why management and coaching is not as in love with, well, I can understand why most people aren't as in love with him as I am. Uh, but at the same time, you need, you, and this is a problem with Minnesota sports fans, I think, too. Uh, this goes with the Twins or the Vikings and the Wolves, whatever. Well, let's just make this trade. Okay, well, it's going to cost this piece. Oh, but I don't want to give up that. Right. Well, you have to That's spend to give. Yes. This is not this is not a fleecing. You can't just fleece people. And centers are very, I right. mean, they're hard to get. And I've told you before, I think the Buffalo Sabres are one of the most incompetent franchises in professional sports. And you might be able to pull a fast one on them to some degree. But when it comes to getting Jack Eichel, I don't think you can. Uh, it's going to cost a lot. Which goes back into my final statement on the Wild. Because it, it, it works with Fial and it works with other players here that other fans are in love with. And this happened three years ago and people were perplexed. And my statement is get a little uncomfortable. Get a little uncomfortable because there's probably going to be a player or two that you love that is going to be traded. Could be Kevin Fiala. Could be Matt Dumba. 
Um, it could be Jordan Greenway. You lose in the expansion draft. You got to get a little uncomfortable with the thought process that one of your favorite players is going to be moved. Is going to be moved. Um, and now, hopefully, that's for the greater good of the team. That's what they're not being shed. They're not right. um, pulling a Fenton and necessarily just shedding it to change it. Now, to my to Fenton's credit, his idea was correct. His evaluations were a little bit iffy. Fiala is a home run trade. Yep. The Nino trade's a GD disaster. So. I don't think Bill Guerin's just going to make trades for the sake of making the trades. Right. But make sure you do get along comfortable. You can't get Sam Reinhardt. You can't get Jack Eichel. You can't get Ryan Nugent Hopkins. You can't get these guys without giving up significant pieces to help you get there. Mm -hmm. So my final statement on the wild going into this summer, because it's going to be exciting, is, and this goes to my own self too, is get a little uncomfortable because one of your favorite players, maybe multiple of your favorite players that you love, are probably going to be traded. I think if they can trade Dumba at this point, they definitely will. The problem there is I don't know that they can get back what they want, right? Um, somebody's gone to the Kraken in the expansion draft. Greenway makes sense. Greenway I could totally see. But, yeah, they're going to make the only guy that they really desperately want to shed, and I don't know how he comes back, and I realize it's a financial issue. I totally get that, folks. The guy that you want to shed desperately is Zach. Because I don't – that's – look – when they sat him out for the first three playoff games, the relationship's dead, right? Yeah. So, like, they're, you know, Mike had this whole thing, and it made perfect sense in the athletic and his in the an encapsulation of the season. Russo wrote about the fact that, you know, and it seemed like it was at least written with a little bit of background to it as well, but he wrote, you know, the fact that Bill Guerin could sit down with Parisi and could try to get him to embrace a third or fourth line role now and, and say, you know, we're a good team. And we're a better team if you are playing a small role, but you can't play a large role. But, Dex, I keep coming back to this. If that was truly your desire, if your desire was to keep him, partially because it's going to be punitive to trade him, or certainly would be very punitive to buy him out. If your desire was to keep him around here, I don't think you scratch him for three playoff games. That's basically the nuclear option. You, He's in his home state, <laughs> and you embarrassed him. Yeah. Uh and these aren't dumb folks. They know exactly what they did. So this is not a, this is not a, oh, well, you know, Zach, uh, we'd really like to get back now and be partners. I don't see a resolution here that involves Zach Parisi wearing a wild jersey at the start of training camp. Um, and I and I can't, and the other problem, and I actually wrote a column about this for scorenorth.com on, on Saturday or Sunday. The other problem that you're going to run into as well is it's one thing to sit down with Zach in the summer. You're both in shorts. Hey, Zach, great to see you. And everything's calm, right? Yep. And you're like, we'd really like you to play this small role. We'll still pay. You're still getting paid, but we'd like you to. And let's say he forgives and forgets. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. You know what? Billy, I'm in. Dean, I'm in. Big difference between sitting in shorts in June or July and now you're into the season, and guys aren't playing great. Right. And you know, Zach, if Zach's used right, well, he, he's gonna he's going to score some goals. Like he did this, he tied for the team lead in points in the playoffs. So like Zach's not done as a player. And so what's Zach going to do? He's going to go in and say, "You got to play me more." Like why aren't you playing me more? Yep. And they know that. Mm -hmm. They know that. This is the conversation about Zach Parisi and his personality has nothing to do with what he does or does not do on the ice, right? Um, the fact that, that he overextended the shift and it got him benched, that was a 
that was a one-time thing, and I get that. But the primary issue with keeping Zach around is going to be the expectation of, well, I'm playing well now. I should play more. Do you want that? They don't want that. Right, right. So that's why I don't see any resolution here that involves him remaining with the organization. You know, it's funny, too. We're uh, recording this on Monday morning, and this just came through the timeline from our friend of the show, Michael Russo, because Zach Parise is doing um, Zoom calls right as we're recording this right now. And this is from Russo's uh, Twitter account. He says, Prize has had exit meetings with Garen and Evison, and he'll keep those internal. He said the hardest part of the last couple months was watching his teammates play the first plea the, the first three playoff games was quote-unquote brutal, but he's looking forward to starting the next new year, and Parise says he plans to be here in training camp and doesn't want to speculate in any way or cause speculation in any way as to whether he'd welcome a trade or a buyout. By the way, our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson on the Scoop podcast basically reported that same thing, that his source tells him he's hoping for a buyout. He's hoping to be elsewhere. That's on the Scoop podcast. Find that conversation at AppleSpotifyScoreNorth.com. Um, look, Zach's going to say those things. I think that's pretty obvious, but I, I, I think the writing on the wall is that his time here is done. I can interpret for you from what he said and reading between the lines, being a veteran reporter, I can interpret for you what Zach Parisi was told. We will work to trade you. You will not be back. Do not go on the Zoom call and say anything that's going to cause problems. Yeah. That's what he was told. Yes. There's no question. Like that whole thing of I don't want to talk about. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> that is, that's a man who, and look, they need a, they need a divorce. They do. Yep. For the good of the children, which is the younger players on this team. For Correll, do it for Correll. That's right. There is no reason for mom and dad to remain in in what has become a toxic relationship. It's not going to do little Kirill any good to see that. So, all right, more statements. Okay, let's m- move on from the world of the wild. You got it. And I am going to I'm going to give you one that actually ties the wild and the twins together. Okay. So I was at, I have a twins one too. So, so yeah. I went to the twins games on Saturday and Sunday. Jay Happ pitched on Saturday. And then Matt Shoemaker pitched on Sunday. And here's my statement. <clears throat> Matt Shoemaker is Devin Dubnik. Okay? This. I saw this. The starter. So so Matt Shoemaker, by the way, this is not a total rip because Devin Dubnik was a good guy. Like, I think he's a good guy. Matt Shoemaker in postgame Zoom calls seems like a good guy. So this is not saying he's a bleep hole. This has nothing to do with that. Okay. But go, if you go back and listen to Matt Shoemaker's postgame comments after the Twins lost, and he gave up five runs, six hits in four and one-third innings uh, to KC, and his ERA shot up to 5.9, Matt Shoemaker's comments are almost identical to any uh, Devin Dubnik game that the Wild lost and he played goal for. Well, I did it. I did everything, but it's bad luck. I'm getting bad. I'm a victim of bad luck. And if this just hadn't, I, you know, I was going great. This is why the sport, in fact, Shoemaker's exact line was this is why baseball sucks sometimes because things happen and it goes, woe is me. All right. Dubnik disease. Uh, yes. No. <laughs> hey, Matt, I got news for you. You aren't very good. Like, you're just not that good. And there were a lot of nights that, especially as time um, continued with Devin with the Wild. He wasn't very good. So, oh, my God, can we just stop with this? Well, I just it's, it's just the breaks. My sport's a tough sport. Okay, no, you didn't play well or you didn't pitch well. Matt Shoemaker and Devin Dubnik, have we ever seen them together? I think they might be the same guy. My God. Yeah, I saw, I saw your tweet 
over the weekend about that. And, and it, it, you're right that I don't think Dubnik's a bad guy, but no, he's I, not a bad guy I think at all. I, I, I use this term all the time. It's a trait that I think I work on that, that I'm always working on. And I think it's a trait I'm really good at. It's self-awareness, self-awareness. It, it, it's, it is a yes, beautiful a- thing to have if you can, if you can achieve it yeah. and try to apply it to life. Yes. Self-aware. And this can work as a young person and an older person. Having self-awareness of situations is extremely important to have. Yes. And I I have problems when I hear someone like Shoemaker or Dubnik basically pull a woe is me card and why is it raining on my parade when, dude, you're controlling your own situation, especially as a pitcher, especially as a goaltender. Okay, this isn't like you're a hater and you're hitting atom balls at 110 miles an hour. You are two of the positions who are dictating the outcomes the most maybe of any sport, any sport. So I don't want to hear that, oh, there was, a, there was a line drive over here. There was an error over there. I don't get run support up here. I'm giving up a home run with the wind blowing out over there. There's a puck in my crease, and I'm missing it underneath me. Yes. BS, dude. Hold yourself accountable. Self-awareness. 5.9 ERA has nothing to do with luck. Right. You had a, you had right. a string of bad starts. You know, if it's one game, I might get it. But when it's every start, oh man! If that just if that fifth if the fifth inning just hadn't happened, well, you know what? You play nine. The Meadows at Mystic Lake has modified its golf policies to follow the COVID nineteen public health recommendations and welcomes you to play this award winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic golf experience. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is a full service golfing destination, enhanced by nearby food and entertainment, including the Meadows Bar and Grill and Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. It's never too early to book a tee time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by Shakopee Midwakanton Sioux Community. What's your next name? All right, my last one, and I'm or my, not my last one, but my my one on the Twins is this one. I I know that it's very easy to fall back into this trap. It's easy to look at Rob Ref Snyder's last week and be excited about it. It's easy to look at Miguel Sano <laughs> and thinking he was back in the middle of May for an eight-game sample size. My statement is this. The Twins are not back, people. The Twins are not back. I saw some tweets going into this week. Oh, the Twins are back. They just, they, they've, took, they've taken four in a row. They've won six of their last seven Rocco. against... They lost Sunday, and Rocco was like, yeah, we've been playing really well of late. <sighs> You've beaten the Orioles 16 consecutive yes. games. Good for you, yes. by the way. That's awesome. Oh, God. Yeah. I, you're, you're not back. You are not back. You still have Baltimore for two more for the rest of the week. You got Kansas City for four on the schedule. And then you got you do host the Yankees, RIP. Just good luck with that plan. Um, they just got swept by the Tigers. Yeah. They're, so they're, so they're, maybe they're you do have a chance. They're hurting for sure, but the Twins are not back. They're nine and a half games below uh, back from the division. They're nine games under 500. Your veterans have hit a wall. Donaldson's a mess. Cruz yep. is a mess. Yep. Uh, Miguel Sano can't hit anything. He hits, a, he hits a baseball about as well as I hit a golf ball right now, so that's not good, by the way. Seven runners stranded on Sunday. Yeah, it was a pretty putrid game. I saw Patrick's note, too, about about all the runners stranded in terms of one of his worst, Miguel Sano's worst games. It might have been this weekend. It really yeah, would've. it was Sunday, I'm sure. Um, so Bases loaded twice. The Twins are not back. Um, I don't think they are as bad as they were to start the season. Uh, at the same time, no, 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 they are not back. I'm sorry. And this is someone who tries to bring a little you. bit more optimism, but they are not back. Well, no, and when you're beating Baltimore, it means nothing. Yes, correct. Baltimore stinks. Baltimore is awful. 
You beat them 16 consecutive times, and I believe they have currently lost 14 in a row. You, no, I mean, I don't give you credit. You lost two or three to Kansas City. That's the exact type of series. I'm not even saying a sweep, but that's the exact type of series that you have to win. Like, if you're going to get back in this, which you're not going to, if you can't win two or three at home against the Royals, you're not back. You're completely right. All right, here's my next statement. Okay. And again, it falls off of something you just said. Beware of the big money investments, okay? Oh, oh yeah. Remember yeah. that four-year, $92 million deal that Josh Donaldson signed that so many of us, yeah. us included, okay? I'm yeah. not absolving us at all. Me included. Said was great. He entered Monday slashing 226, 325, 394 with five homers and 20 RBIs in 40 games. This comes after last year in the pandemic-shortened season in which Donaldson battled calf problems and only played in 28 games. He hit 222, six home runs, and drove in 11 runs. Beware of the big money investment because we all thought, oh, my goodness, you're getting a great glove at third in, uh, what, 2015 with the Toronto Blue Jays, American League MVP, and this is going to be fantastic, and the Twins finally spent. Hip, hip, hooray, they finally spent. (laughs) Um, Josh Donaldson was hitting 226, and you're right. I mean, he doesn't look good. He he is old enough now where there has to be serious concern about if he's going to rebound. I mean, he he might get hot, but is he going to be the player that that he was or a semblance of that guy? Uh, he had the great year in 2019 with the Braves, and that got him paid by the Twins. But Dex, there's still two years left on this contract, and the problem is when when you sign a guy to a contract like this, you don't just say, well, that didn't work, so let's go sign the next big-name guy. Like, if you're the Twins and lots of teams, you have so many of these swings and misses that you can take. But if, they're, but if you're wrong, there's very few teams that can send a guy like this home, basically, and be like, go sit on the couch and we'll pay you and replace you. So... It's just another reminder that when we're all bashing the table or whatever, making our point about how the poll ads are cheap and they should spend, 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 um, the quick, exciting fix doesn't always work. Yeah, that's true. And and look, I, I was jacked, like you said, when they signed Josh Donaldson. You're talking about one of the best players in baseball at the time of the contract. We always want, not we, I shouldn't put we, but Minnesota sports fans and people want the teams to be aggressive and make the big-time moves. And look, it can backfire, um, and it can hold you back. Kirk Cousins to a degree, Josh Donaldson right now, Zach Prize, Ryan Suter. It can happen. Um, you know, you got to be careful what you wish for. And unfortunately, you know, the, the nature of being a mid-market team for the most part, and the Vikings, I'll exclude them a bit because they do spend and they, and they will make a splash move more than most teams do because that's also the state of the NFL salary cap situation. Right. But it's all about draft and development. If you're the local hockey team, the baseball team, and the basketball team, it's all about hitting in the draft. And and developing there and being savvy in trades. I know I know we don't like to hear that. I'll oh, just I'm always sick of waiting and this. And I hear you on that. I despise that narrative just like other a lot of other people do. Be, these big these big time contracts are risky, dude. They're really really risky. And Josh Donaldson, I I hope to God turns it around. But I mean, for someone who has had eight calf tears in the last two years and just is learning how to run again, like what the hell? He's learning how to run differently. That's just a terrible sign. Um. Yeah, it, it's it stinks. It, that, this this twin season has just, I I don't really remember. 
I remember 2011 well because I was a senior in high school. I remember the 2011 Twins. I remember the 2010 Vikings. Both those happened my senior year. But I can't remember a, a bigger letdown than the 2021 Twins. And we've only and it's only June 1st, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's only June 1st. I can't remember a bigger letdown from a local Minnesota sports team. I really can't. In terms of of terms of 2010 Vikings were worse than this. Sure, I get that, and I remember that well. I thought that, that was supposed I, to be I a Super Bowl team. And... That's true, but I, in terms of uh, in the last 10 years since in my in my true adult life, yep. I would say this one's on top. And like, and we're only 50 games, 55, 60 games in, so time to turn it around. But uh, probably not. And probably not. And Dex, so I, I just wrote down a list of four names that were brought here on free agent contracts that were very substantial and that we were all excited about. And look, I'm not saying that these moves should not, not have been made because they were attempts to improve your club, right? Or your team. Parisi Suter, who I thought that was the greatest thing, but 13 years, which you can't even do now, 13 years <laughs> is a long damn time. And, and if you are sitting here like we are now, which is this team with those two never has gotten past the second round. And it's basically done now. But they never got past the second round. That is a that's not a, a disappointment. It's a massive one. Sure. Like that day, July fourth, two thousand twelve, if I had said, Okay, here's the deal though. The Wild is going to look to part company with Parisi and Suter's role will be reduced in two thousand twenty one. And when that happens, they will never have been past the second round. You would tell me that's awful. That's not, you know, that's not acceptable. Like, this was supposed to be, Leopold said it himself, Stanley Cup. They're supposed to win Stanley Cups. And Cousins. And, you know, again, splash quarterback signing. The Vikings had what they felt was their guy. And Cousins is a really nice box scorer, and he's a good player. But if I had told you when Kirk Cousins signed this contract in, what, March of 2018, Declan, that the Vikings would have never, would miss the playoffs twice, and the one year that they didn't wouldn't get past the second round, you'd say that's not that good. So again, just a caution. I'm not saying that big names shouldn't be signed, but we get very excited. I get very excited, and the payoff is rarely what you expect it to be on the day the contract is signed. I hear you. Yeah, it's Minnesota sports, baby. Uh, and we got our team in Toronto of the North, who is the Minnesota Sports of Canada. Judging oh God, what happened yeah. To those polar, oh, polar the Leafs, leaves. baby. Oh man, the, That's too bad. the Toronto Maple Leafs, very Vikings like three to one on Montreal hated Montreal. Yeah, and you blow the entire thing. I have two statements from uh, the week, the holiday weekend. Nice. Uh, would you, Would you like me to yes. get one of them? Okay, my first statement is having Monday off is greater than having Friday off. So I I, I asked friends this weekend. I asked every one of them, would you rather have a Friday off or a Monday off? And by the way, I, I I don't want this to come off as I know why Memorial Day exists, so this is not a slam or anything that's taken out of do context. That. Don't do that. Twitter will crush okay. you. I have two siblings in the, in the service. Twitter okay. will come down on you. I know how that works. You. That's not what I'm doing. Yeah, don't rip but it. But in general, having a Monday off is greater than having a Friday off. And I think here's why. Having a Friday, like when you work a Friday, when it's a normal Friday situation, you know, there's a like you're at the end of the road. You already got a little bit of excitement, right? Like it's a run out the clock for football now. Yeah, Fridays situation. are fun. Yeah. Fridays are already fine. Yeah. Working on a Friday is 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 all right. Now yeah. having Friday off and, and beginning your weekend on a Thursday, I get that. I like that more in my youth. I like that in college time, right? I I think I only had two Friday classes in my four years at St. Cloud State because I wanted to get a head start on the weekend and be able to, i.e., get drunk on Thursdays. But in my adult life, uh huh. 
I think having a Monday off is much better than having a Friday off. You start your week now on Tuesday. That's still Now we have three days left for Friday. I love, and, and Sunday can still be a Sunday vibe, but it is so nice having a relaxing, normal Sunday and knowing you don't have work the next day. I think I would rather always have a Monday off over having a Friday off. So that is that is my number one weekend observation and how I feel about bookend week work weekdays. Which days I'd have off, I would always want a Monday off over a Friday off. I don't know how you feel about it. I agree completely. Yeah, Fridays are actually sort of fun. I think right. So yeah, no. If I'm going to have one of the two off, Monday for sure. Because then yeah, then Sunday is Sunday still. But it's it's like oh, it feels like Saturday again a little bit. So yeah, I don't. I, so wait, how, I got I got split. how many of your friends most came back said and said Friday. I take Friday off? Most of my friends said Friday. And most Why? of them my age. Most of them my in the late in, in their late twenties. Uh, I'd be curious what they thought. They, they more they more same thing. They wanted to jump start on the weekend. They wanted the weekend to start a little earlier. And to me, I I just like Fridays are like you said. Fridays are already a, a fun day. Like I I I don't mind Fridays. And by the way, I think we've done rankings on this, and maybe we'll do them again on a Mackie and Judd in a pecking order. Days of the week. I think we've done that before. We did, yeah, we, we have. did days of yes. the week, right? I love a Thursday. Thursdays are great. It is, it's my second favorite day of the week. I like it more than Saturday. I like it more than Sunday. I like Thursdays a lot because I know the next day is Friday. It's a good day to have. Yeah, Thursday's good. But I, I think more of them were interested in starting the weekend earlier, and they, they don't like the fact that the Sunday still has like – like because on Thursday, you know, you can, you can still go out. On Friday, you can still go out. Saturday, you can still go out. I think people have a tough time with that on Sunday night. Like Sunday night does have okay. that vibe of being more of a relaxed. And there are people that go out. that like to leave for their cabin on Thursday. Yep. But I'm not a cabin I'm not person. I'm not a cabin person either. But nope. yeah, there there are. I think if you're a cabin person, I think you like Friday off because you can leave on Thursday night then and beat the traffic. I think. Yep. And then spend Friday at the cabin, Saturday, and sort of mosey on back on Sunday. Perfect. But I hate the outdoors. So I'm with you. I ain't doing cabins. Yeah, no, I'm your sports son for a reason. I'll, I'll do bars. Yeah. I'll do bars I'll do for bars. sure. But yeah, I would. Um, I would never. I would never trade a Friday, or I, I wouldn't take a Friday off. You're right. It's gravy. Yeah. And by the way, I have Friday off this. So I have Monday and Friday off. Yeah, but so you're I going get, out of town. I will get a legitimate take that which day was it better to have off. But yes, I am going out of town. That's why. But yes, I understand. It. All right. What do you got for me? All right. I've got a. I've got a statement that I was going. I thought about. Using and then decided not to. Okay. But then after something happened last night, I've decided I have to. My statement, do I need help? Now, I know I do, but here's why I asked. So Saturday or Sunday into Monday, I had a dream that the Twins were still, that the Twins had a game at Target Field that was like, it was raining or something. Okay. And the Metrodome still existed. And so the Twins took the game and played in the Metrodome. Now, I hate the Metrodome. Like, I didn't like it. And and so I would be the last person on earth to, like, get excited, have a dream about this. Yeah, yeah. But I remember it vividly in my dream. I was like, this is so cool. Like, they could still use the Metrodome. And, boy, it's sort of fun to watch a game in here again, which I, it shocked me. I don't know why that happened. So that was dream one. And I was like, I could mention <laughs> There's that. A There's a second dream. I, it's like, I could mention that, but I don't know. Self-indulgent, yes. But then last night, so this is Monday into Tuesday, I had a dream in which basically I was struggling with how the twins should use Miguel Sano, okay? And in my dream, 
I was like going through that he can't play on a daily basis. Kirloff should play first base. This is my dream. And and then he came up in a game, and I don't know what the stadium was, but he came up and he was pinch hitting in like the ninth, and he hit a mammoth home run. And it occurred to me to tell Rocco, he is your he is your designated home run hitter. You don't play him a lot, but when you do, he'll hit home runs. That's right. So what the hell is going on in my head where I'm having these dreams about the Metrodome and about Miguel Sano being the being the DHHR guy? Yeah. What the hell's wrong with me? I don't know. There's a lot wrong. Like with these me, dreams honestly. were vivid too, Dex. I can tell you. Like I can remember them perfectly. Which ordinarily with dreams you can't. No. Wow. Interesting. I I had a. Break this down for me. Yeah, Help me I out. Somebody tell me why. Why am I having well, a dream about the Metrodome? They always say that, and and kudos to you, by the way, for remembering so vividly your dream, even ones that happened two nights ago. Because because typically, I I was always told you have to write down your like have a dream journal. Like you have to write down your oh, dreams that, yeah. immediately when they Ordinarily, happen. Ordinarily, I can't. Yeah. So yes, and that's I, correct. And just Ordinarily. to be honest, I'm not going to do that. No, um, I won't either. But yes, that's not incorrect. I'm but sure. in your interpretation, man, I don't know. Like, did, why did am someone, I dreaming about the Metrodome? So the Metrodome one happened Sunday into Monday, correct? Sunday night into Monday? Yes. Okay. Was Were you at the Twins game on Sunday? Yes. Did someone, did a colleague, uh, hashtag friend of the show, did someone mention the Metrodome? No did, one did you basically any talked con- to me the entire game. Because, well, I'm shocked about that. Um, <laughs> weird. I was not, I didn't talk weird. to anyone. I'm, I'm I shocked. Didn't, I don't think I had... One conversation. I, oh, I had one small one, but we didn't mention the Metrodome. So, so did you? Did you and Don? Did did you bring up the Metrodome no. in any past? Because usually this can happen in in sure. Dreamland, no. where you have a no. weird one off conversation. Zero. It comes back zero in in. in your I mean, rent cycle. I was sitting in this dream. I was in the left field corner. That, that's that's right. Where curved. Yeah. I was. I mean, I. Th- that's how vivid this was. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know, man. That's pretty perplexing. And then the snow dreams less surprising, but again, why was it so vivid? Yeah. Why am I having vivid dreams about Miguel Sano? <laughs> I thought he had problems. I clearly have problems. I think you have some problems. Wow. Yeah, man. I I don't know. That is that's wild. I'm glad you brought your dreams to the table though. On weekend well, but if statement. somebody but if somebody can help me, yeah. Hey, in our YouTube comments, tweet um, me or do something. Or, help or, me or out. tweet at Jay Zolgad. Why did Judd dream about the Metro? Yes, if somebody knows stuff about dreams, why am I dreaming? I, I'm more curious about the dome one because the snow one I think makes a little bit more sense just because his struggles are always a topic. Yeah, but um, the dome one, I, I have no yeah, idea. Man. That's wild. And I don't like like I've had dreams about Met Stadium, but I love that place. Sure. So those dreams make sense. Um. I get those dreams. Why would I have a dream about... I mean, this is, like, off the charts weird. Football. Hey, we're going to get back to the show in just a second, but a quick shout-out to Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated is here to help business owners, and they've been uh, they've been helping business owners in the state of Minnesota for over 100 years during pandemic periods and non-pandemic periods. It really just helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, You get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. And remember, at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Okay. Wow. Do you have one more? I have one more. Yeah, yeah. I have one more uh, statement. And this applies in in sports. Um, It applies for GMs making trades, maybe. It depends, uh, depends on how you look at a lot of things. I think this piece of advice... 
uh, works in a lot of different avenues. And it's just this. Make sure you shoot your shot. Make sure you shoot your shot. Because if you don't shoot, you can't score. And if you're passing, well, then you're passing and you're never capitalizing on situations. So I just, I just want to make sure that th- this works for hockey players. You want to elaborate for, on this? This works on uh, uh, executives that have to make Seems big-time like you trades. you elaborate on this. I'm just making sure that people know, make sure you shoot your shot. Because if you don't shoot your shot, you'll never know what happens. So really important. Shoot your shot. Very important. I'd like thing. some more information about why you're telling I'm people just, to shoot their I, I'm shot. I'm just telling people. Oh, by the way, maybe you need a little confidence booster. By the way, by the way, yeah. Why don't you tell us about your experience of seeing several hockey players at the bar? There may have been on Saturday night. Oh, you could just say it. I saw the entire team at Brits once. Okay. Aside from Parisi and Suter, uh, it was Koivu and like eighteen guys. I went to a local establishment on Saturday night. Yep. In my neighborhood. And there was a long line to get in, which isn't too rare, but also at the same time, I don't like lines and bars. If we can do this any like we can go to another bars, we can drink at home. Like, why do we have to wait someplace to do something that is achievable at any other spot? I hate that idea. We had a couple friends in there, and I wanted to meet up with them, so I I, I puffed it out for 20 minutes in line to get in this one Oh, God, bar. I, I wouldn't have done that. 20 cause... minutes to wait and to get in this bar. And I'm thinking, man, this is a little aggressive. I know COVID yeah. is now done, mostly done and restrictions <laughs> are gone. COVID's over. Right, yeah. Uh, but I was like, man, this is a little aggressive. And I get in, and the, and the place is still just ants on a cracker. It's packed. And I find my friends in the back corner. And as I'm getting seated and sitting next to them and saying hi, I see five very prominent wild players at the table next to us. And across this table is everyone else as well. Um, there are people wanting to say hi to all these wild players. And uh, at one point, they were really pushing our table, which I, I had to tell a very prominent wild player, hey, man, I need you to stop leaning on the table because you keep pushing it back. And he was like, well, like, I'm not trying to. Like, people keep walking by. I was like, no, dude, you're a big t- You're an athletic freak, and you're leaning on the table, and you're moving it. I need you to stop moving on it, which he did, but he begrudgingly did. Uh, and... <laughs> Yeah, I saw a bunch of wild players out. I'd like to name names. Um, fine, I'll name the names. I saw Matt Dumba, Kirill Kaprizov, Kevin Fiala, Joel Eriksson-Eck, and Ryan Johansson. I believe Ryan. I saw a man in an oh, arm sling. you saw Fiala? Saw Fiala. You, did you start I did crying? Not. I did not. Giggling? No. no Getting no. autographed? Shooting your shot, shockingly, had nothing to do with Kevin Fiala. Uh, see, I thought you were going to tell me you and Fiala. Oh, no, boy. No, no, no. So wait, so, wait, so who, who was uh, trying to lean against your table? Dumba. Oh, yeah, that's not he's a big dude. You know, he's a he's a big guy. So did Kirill get recognized? Because he oh, yeah. he would be the one that I think would he cause was mostly a, paused cause out. a big up. He had a low brim hat. Uh, he was trying to look incognito, and which wasn't doing a whole. Not when you're with a bunch job. of guys. Nope. So uh, yeah, it was an experience. It was probably the most packed bar I have been in in the last 16 months. Um, nice or, or so, and it was a good time. It was a good weekend. Ended it well, but at the same time. Uh, make sure you shoot your shot. In, I want people to know that. In person, mm-hmm. whose hair is better, Declan Goff or Kirill Kaprizov? Uh, it is, it's Kirill's. It's Kirill's. Kirill's got it. By a lot? By a lot. By a lot. So what's special about his hair? Uh, he's He's got the great flow in the back, and it wraps perfectly around the ears, and it's not mullety. Like, I think that's, that's Whoa, the important. Whoa, it's, it's not? not? It's not. I mean, it, it's got, you could add mullet qualities. Yes. But it is not uh, obnoxious 80s. It, it, so it, is it, it curls it rock nice. star-like? A little bit, yeah, a little rock star like. I think it's more. I think it's unique. I think it's Kirill like. I think it's his own its own thing. Interesting. Yeah, 
Interesting. All right. That's my that's my final weekend statement. Shoot your shot. Shoot. I have no idea why you would say that then because you're not yeah, just, elaborating just on that. Look, ma- let me I give you one more. Sure you shoot your shot. Okay. It's an appreciation statement. Okay. Our viewers and listeners here at Score North are the best. If that was not clear before this, it was during our Wild Ventline episodes when we received, I thought, Jacqueline Goff, mm-hmm. not only great participation, but the questions and comments yes. were fantastic. So shout out to you guys. It was outstanding. It was great fun. Um, and and the partic- I think the participation aspect, especially since we can now bring people uh, onto the YouTube show, I think the participation thing is is my favorite thing now. Yep. Because we can share the show. Because it's not like callers. You know, ca- callers are like on the line and you can disconnect them and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this is much more personal to me. Yeah. But thank you because it was great fun and we really appreciate the fact that after games, and it got late sometimes, yes. that so many of you people participated and did a really, really good job. Yeah, it was pretty pretty damn cool. Look, um, we love this stuff. It was a grind, you know. Even even uh, I know it's our job to entertain you and 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 hang out with you guys, and we love bringing you on the screen. But that that does that turns into a grind. At the same time, it was so much fun after every single game, bringing fans on, bringing fans on that had ever been on our shows before. You know, we, you get regular callers. That's a normal thing. It happens on our Vikings Vent Line show. It's happened on our former uh, traditional radio call-in shows back in the day. At the same time, it was super cool seeing all these different young wild fans come in wanting to talk hockey with us, fans that have never really watched much of the Wild 2 that would come on and ask us questions. Um, you know, a lot of other people might just poo-poo questions. when, when it's, It drives me nuts. drives me nuts when other radio stations or other, other outlets ask for questions and they crap on your question. We do not do that here at Score North. We welcome all. Sometimes can be dumb questions. We don't poo-poo them. We want you to be engaged with oh. us, and that is what we do. We want you to be engaged yes. with us. That, that, that's our that. goal. So thank you. Yeah, we, But we, you guys were good, too, though. Yes, they were awesome. They were great. Shout out to the quality of the questions correct. and comments. Yes, correct. It was it was a blast. Thank you very much. And Judd and I will still have plenty of more wild off-season discussion, as we talked about earlier on uh, Weekend Statements. The fun is just beginning with this team. Yeah, so. and I think on the next uh, Judd's Hockey Show, we need to go through our protected list right now. Yeah. For the uh, Seattle expansion draft, which will be coming up in July. And also, at some point in time, we need to accumulate a list of viable trade candidate centers. Yeah. And what the trade might be. And yes, that might include the guy that you saw at the bar, (laughs) number 22. I'm sorry about that, Declan. That's okay. All right. We are done. Phil, back tomorrow. Appreciate you. If you have uh, made it through the entire podcast or video, we appreciate that. Weekend statements. If you know what's wrong with me and why I'm having dreams about the Metrodome, I would appreciate you helping me out as well. It has to mean something. Uh, We'll talk to you soon. Fast shoot score, shoot your shot. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. 
The Venture X card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.